Today is the 22nd day of July. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. It's great to be here with you today as we uh, as we kind of get into the, the new work week. So I uh, hope you had a wonderful, restful weekend and uh, are just ready to live into this week. And uh, we do that by daily taking the next step forward in the scriptures and allowing them to speak into our lives and to all of the issues that we might be facing. And so, let's get to it. We're reading from the English Standard Version this week. Today, 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 12 through 8, verse 10. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. Solomon had made a bronze platform five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and had it set in the court, and he stood on it. Then he knelt on his knees in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven, and said, O Lord, God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth keeping covenant and showing steadfast love to your servants who walk before you with all their hearts, who have kept with your servant David my father what you declared to him. You spoke with your mouth and with your hand have fulfilled it this day. Now, therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, keep for your servant David my father what you have promised him, saying, You shall not lack a man to sit before me on the throne of Israel. If only your sons pay close attention to their way, to walk in my law as you have walked before me. Now, therefore, O Lord, God of Israel, let your word be confirmed, which you have spoken to your servant David. But will God indeed dwell with man on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less this house that I have built. Yet have regard to the prayer of your servant and to his plea. O Lord my God, listening to the cry and to the prayer that your servant prays before you, that your eyes may be open day and night toward this house, the place where you have promised to set your name, that you may listen to the prayer that your servant offers toward this place, and listen to the pleas of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place, and listen from heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, Forgive. If a man sins against his neighbor and is made to take an oath and comes and swears his oath before your altar in this house, then hear from heaven and act and judge your servants, repaying the guilty by bringing this conduct on his own head and vindicating the righteous by rewarding him according to his righteousness. If your people Israel are defeated before the enemy, because they have sinned against you, 
and they turn again and acknowledge your name and pray and plead with you in this house, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them again to the land that you gave them and to their fathers. When heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, if they pray toward this place and acknowledge your name and turn from their sin when you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, when you teach them the good way in which they should walk and grant rain upon your land which you have given to your people as an inheritance. If there is famine in the land, if there is pestilence or blight or mildew or locust or caterpillar, if their enemies besiege them in the land at their gates, whatever plague, whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer, whatever plea is made by any man or by all your people, Israel, each knowing his own affliction and his own sorrow and stretching out his hands toward this house, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and forgive and render to each whose heart you know according to all his ways. For you, you only know the hearts of the children of mankind, that they may fear you and walk in your ways all the days that they live in the land that you gave to our fathers. Likewise, when a foreigner who is not of your people Israel comes from a far country for the sake of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when he comes and prays toward this house, hear from heaven your dwelling place and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you, in order that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this house that I have built is called by your name. If your people go out to battle against their enemies, by whatever way you shall send them, and they pray to you toward this city that you have chosen and the house that I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea and maintain their cause. If they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you are angry with them and give them to an enemy so that they are carried away captive to a land far or near, Yet, if they turn their heart in the land to which they have been carried captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned and have acted perversely and wickedly. If they repent with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity to which they were carried captive and pray toward their land which you gave to their fathers, the city that you have chosen and the house that I have built for your name, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, their prayer and their pleas, and maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Now, O oh my God, 
Let your eyes be open and your ears attentive to the prayers of this place. And now, arise, O Lord God, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let your saints rejoice in your goodness. O Lord God, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. Remember your steadfast love for David, your servant. As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifice before the Lord. King Solomon offered as a sacrifice 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. The priests stood at their posts, the Levites also, with the instruments for music to the Lord that King David had made for giving thanks to the Lord. For his steadfast love endures forever. Whenever David offered praises by their ministry, Opposite them the priests sounded trumpets, and all Israel stood. And Solomon consecrated the middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered the burnt offering and the fat of the peace offerings, because the bronze altar Solomon had made could not hold the burnt offering and the grain offering and the fat. At that time Solomon held the feast for seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great assembly from Libo Hamath to the brook of Egypt. And on the eighth day they held a solemn assembly, for they had kept the dedication of the altar seven days, and the feast seven days. On the twenty-third day of the seventh month, he sent the people away to their homes, joyful and glad of heart, for the prosperity that the Lord had granted to David and to Solomon and to Israel, his people. Thus, Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. All that Solomon had planned to do in the house of the Lord and in his own house, he successfully accomplished. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open 
and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and keeping my statutes and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne, as I covenanted with David your father, saying, You shall not lack a man to rule Israel. But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and my commandments that I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck you up from my land that I have given you, and this house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And at this house, which was exalted, everyone passing by will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And they will say, Because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them and served them. Therefore he has brought all this disaster on them. At the end of twenty years, in which Solomon had built the house of the Lord and his own house, Solomon rebuilt the cities that Hiram had given to him, and settled the people of Israel in them. And Solomon went to Amat Zobah and took it. He built Tadmor in the wilderness, and all the store cities that he had built in Hamath. He also built Upper Beth Horon and Lower Beth Horon, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars, and Baalath, and all the store cities that Solomon had, and all the cities for his chariots, and the cities for his horsemen, and whatever Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion. All the people who were left of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of Israel, from their descendants who were left after them in the land, whom the people of Israel had not destroyed, these Solomon drafted as forced labor, and so they are to this day. But of the people of Israel, Solomon made no slaves for his work. They were soldiers and his officers, the commanders of his chariots and his horsemen. And these were the chief officers of King Solomon, 250, who exercised authority over the people. Romans 7, 14 through 8, 8. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, 
I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Psalm 18, 1-15 The Lord is my rock and my fortress. To the choir master, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who addressed the words of this song to the Lord on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. 
The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. And the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him. Thick clouds, dark with water. Out of the brightness before him, hailstones and coals of fire broke through his clouds. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. And he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. Proverbs 19, 24 and 25 The sluggard buries his hand in the dish and will not even bring it back to his mouth. Strike a scoffer and the simple will learn prudence. Reprove a man of understanding and he will gain knowledge. All right, let's review a couple of things that the Apostle Paul said in our reading from Romans today. He said, For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. I mean, does that sound familiar or what? And if it does, and it probably does sound familiar, then, then, then we're in good company because the Apostle Paul is saying this. And he, he confessed these things in this letter to continue the, the discussion of the law that, that we've been having since since we began Romans. So essentially, Paul is telling us that the, the war that is between right and wrong, or that is between good and evil, it may indeed be a cosmic struggle, but the war is waged inside of a person. 
But so often we're just looking externally all around us at the world, at, uh, at our community, at whatever is wrong and screwing up our lives, not realizing that the battle is inside of us. And so what Paul's trying to explain here is that the law is a good and spiritual thing given by God because it simply makes us aware of this fact that the battle is happening. In our own strength, there's no way. It's, it's a losing battle, which is exactly what Paul is saying. Everything that I'm trying to do that's right is not what I'm doing. And everything that I'm trying to avoid is what I am doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, right? That's what Paul's saying. Who's going to free me from this? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So according to Paul, for himself and for us, Jesus changed the paradigm, the entire trajectory and plight of all of humanity. There's no longer any condemnation for those who belong to Jesus, for those who are in Christ. And because we belong to him, his spirit frees us from the power of sin and death, something that the law couldn't do, right? So the law could show us the situation and even point the way to perfection. But as hard as we try, we can't achieve it on our own. And so we keep failing in doing the things that we don't want to do. But through Jesus, the paradigm is changed changed. Um, Paul described that paradigm shift. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. And isn't that what we're after? Life and pe- I mean, isn't isn't that all what this running around and all the jumping through the hoops and staying on the treadmill and all of the activities that we do isn't that what we're looking for? Life and peace. And when we just stay in the fray, how's that working out? So let's live into what Paul is instructing us to do. Let's consciously turn to the Spirit, set our minds on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Let's call upon the Holy Spirit when the things of the flesh arise. Envy, lust, rage, any of the things that have been described in this letter so far that will disrupt peace and wholeness in our lives. When those things arise, we set our minds on the Spirit and remember that that we have a choice. And this isn't just a new, like, this wasn't a choice just because Paul wrote this down in a letter. This goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, right? Remember Moses saying, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Oh, that you would choose life. May we choose life. Because what we have found in the book of Romans today is that there is a way to choose life. It is just beyond us to achieve on our own. We cannot get there on our own. And we cannot get there through obeying the rules. The rules show us the way, but we can't do it on our own, as we well know. 
but we have a savior. So we can exhale, we can relax, and we can set our mind on the spirit and follow the spirit's leading. This is the path. It is set before us. May we choose life. Father, we invite you into that. It's ultimately about surrendering to the fact that we will not be able to stay in control. It's like we we want all of the advantages of your kingdom and we want to do it right and so we will try our very best only to continually fail because we could never achieve it on our own. And so we're giving up trying, which sounds counterintuitive, but we are surrendering to you. We cannot do this, but you can. And so we set our minds upon you and invite you to lead us in all of our thoughts and words and deeds today. Come, Holy Spirit, we set our minds upon you. Come and lead us into all truth. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. So uh, it's home. It's where you find out what's going on around here. Uh, we've been talking about the family reunion that is uh, f- quickly approaching. It's over Labor Day weekend, uh, the 31st of August through the 2nd of September here in the rolling hills of Tennessee. And uh, it's shaping up to be a fantastic time. So we're eager and looking forward to uh, seeing everybody and just uh, coming together, coming together for this uh, few moments in time out of a year long journey together to just step out of step out of the Internet, step into life together. So uh, I look forward to that very, very much. Hope you can be there. All the details can be found at dailyaudiobible.com. In the initiatives section, look for Family Reunion 2019. And uh, all the details are there, so hope hope to see you. Hope to see you soon. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link. It uh, lives on the homepage. And I thank you for your partnership. If uh, what we're doing here to bring God's spoken word read fresh every day uh, and offered to anyone in the world who will listen to it any time of day or night and uh, building community around that rhythm that we lovingly call the global campfire. If that brings life to you, then thank you for your partnership. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, Obviously, there's a link on the website, dailyaudiobible.com, or if you prefer the mail, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, there are a number of numbers that you can use, depending on where you are. If you're in the Americas, 877-942-4253 is a number to call. 
If you're in the UK or Europe, 4420360880078 is the number. And if you are in Australia or the lands down under, 6138820 is the number to dial. That's it for today. Have a great day. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hello, my DRB family. This is Mark Stroh from Sydney, Australia. Today is Wednesday, the 17th of July. <clears throat> and I'm just calling in to thank a few people. I want to thank Dash from Indiana uh, for calling in and praying about my financial uh, situation and also Slave of Jesus. And Slave of Jesus, thank you. Amen. And I certainly agree and come alongside you that I am the most wealthiest person um, and I want to extrapolate a little bit that from my family on why I say that. Um, it's true that I live paycheck to paycheck um, and I don't have any spare money but reflecting back in this last nine years God is perfect. He took away my financial um, finances because I was wasting them. I was wasting on my addictions and um, and I have no money to waste on addictions now, so he's good. And and in that time, I've learnt also how to uh, to uh, save and put more money towards his kingdom. I'm up to seven percent of my income. Uh, I'm trying to get next year up to the ten percent. Um, but also too, I was I, st- I don't have enough finances even for a car. I haven't had a car for nine years, and. Um, when I first started DAB, I had multiple sicknesses. I had diabetes, I had uh, high cholesterol, I was on statin drugs, on diabetic drugs, I was on hub. And without having a car, I've had to walk everywhere. So that has improved my health. I walk more than 10,000 steps a day. So God does know what he's doing. And um, I'm sure, and I'm leaving my finances and believing in God's hands because he knows what he's doing. And I know if I get to a point where he knows that I'll be... My son, father, Christian Augusta, passed away on June 17th. This year, he was only 29 years old. And he died of a pulmonary embolism. And we're just crushed. We're completely crushed. It was unexpected, and we loved him more than anything. He was our only child. And I'm asking for prayers. I'm asking for prayers for me because I don't want to go on living. And I'm asking for prayers for his father. Devastated by our loss of our only son. Hey, Deborah, this is Slave of Jesus in North Carolina. All right, Holy Spirit, let's roll. Well, kind of a sad one today. Uh, amen to prayers for all the Dabbers that have uh, recently had to put their dogs down. Uh, we ask you to give them comfort. Uh, talk about comfort. Uh, Orson's family, Lord, we ask you, ooh, I cry doing this one, uh, to pray for, for his entire family. 
the big 28-year-old baby that died, and and wait for his dad to call in and ask for prayer for his entire family while not asking for prayer for himself. So we are praying for you, brother. Um, same thing, amen to prayers for baby Diago. Uh, we're praying for health and, uh, and a recovery from the infection that, that has taken him. Um, more guys calling in and praying for their wives. First time callers, Gavin, Newfoundland, Canada, way to call in and pray for your wife. Uh, and Bruce, another first-time caller from California, way in to call in for your wife. So the men of Dabbers are stepping up, uh, calling in and praying for their wives and family members. Some really tough times. Uh, so we, we thank you. Uh, uh, Adrian uh, just started listening. So welcome to the DAB as well. And uh, we're going to pray for all you uh, first-time callers and newbies to the Dabbers. Stick with it. Enemy's going to try to steal it from you. Especially after a month or two, that seems to be the pattern, but uh, stick with it and you will see an entire change in your life and your family lives. So great that you're praying, but uh, don't let the enemy steal your joy when tough times come. Love you all. Have a great day. This is Living in His Presence, Scooter in Tuckahoe. And I'm calling for Zach. I'm so sorry about your loss. And as a good friend of mine said to me, as I walked along this same road. You have membership in a club that no one wants to be in. But God, God will use this. My prayer and, and, and hope for you is that you, Zach, because you didn't ask for prayer for yourself, Please be there for your wife and children and allow your grief to come out and merge with theirs. As men, we try to <clears throat> be a rock and maintain the normality of, of life to be strong for our family. But Moses was used by God to bring water from the rock because the people needed that water. Your wife and your daughters need you. They need you to be there as much as you can. Stop the world and be with them. Comfort them. Be the conduit of God into the grief of your family. And don't forget to let your grief out. Don't carry it. Let God wash you clean. Let him be your comfort as you comfort those that he has given you. God bless you. <laughs>